Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. From the world's first officially recognised sim racing group, it's the Torah Radio Show. Hello everybody and welcome once again to the Torah Radio Show. I'm Matt Hunter here on RadioLeMans.com. Hashtag RS3, because like when the snooker used to come on Channel 2, Top Gear was <laughs> delayed or moved onto a different channel. We are on RS3 this week, and I don't mind, because we have been moved for the greatest race in the world. I suppose I... it's an acceptable reason, I suppose. Yeah, I was going to say, it's <laughs> fairly reasonable, isn't it? <laughs> you know, it's not like... It's 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 a big event or anything going on now. No, no. <laughs> not as big as it should be, of course, because there's nobody there. But um, which is bizarre, I think. But anyway, enough of that. Uh, as ever, I'm joined by my illustrious co-host, who's managed to disentangle himself from the Matrix. <laughs> Ready Player One. It is Jordan Groves. Hello, Jordan. Hello. Yes, I, I managed to fight my way out of the um, out of the mainframe. I rode a couple of light cycles, and now I'm here. <laughs> oh, see how, how many how many more references can we get across? <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, she's gone the grid. Yeah, I... <laughs> that would have been really apt, actually. Yeah, yeah we should have gone with that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, dear listener, it's. A minute into the show, we haven't had a tangent quite yet, so time for... (laughs) We're doing good. Time for a tangent, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Daft Punk do, obviously, the uh, music for that Tron Legacy, isn't it? Yes, they did, yeah. How good is that music? It's so good. That is one of the only movie soundtracks... I know a lot of people listen to movie soundtracks quite often, but that is one that genuinely comes on quite often on Shuffle. It's Mm. just really, really good. Yeah. I know know they... A lot of the tracks kind of follow a general theme, but damn, that's good. That's when the theme is good. <laughs> yeah, damn, that's good official soundtrack. I actually yeah. don't, I'm not actually fussed about watching the film. I just want to listen to it. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, dear. Very good film. Actually, because of course you may have noticed, dear listener, I also referenced Ready Player One, which is a biblically good film. That is a really good film. I love that. Particularly if a person of my, well, I mean, I can understand why Jordan might like it. He's a little younger than me, but. <laughs> it's particularly good if you're a person of my generation who grew up with half the characters that they feature in yes. that film. It's just pop culture galore, isn't it's, it? It's great. It's the sort of film you actually do have to watch a couple of times, not necessarily for the film, but for all the, Easter, the millions of Easter eggs that are in it. And there I really are. Losing millions. my cool, losing my cool, I shall say, rather than what I was going to say. Um, when I saw Marvin the Martian. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I love that film. Iron Giant, Sonic the Hedgehog, Mario, they're all in there. Probably the only, actually, probably the only sort of film like that, that hasn't ha- accidentally had um, R2-D2 floating around in it that I know of. They probably didn't have the rights to it for a change. <laughs> yeah. That would be cool. I would like that. Do that any... for Ready Player 2. Which the books cut I noticed is coming out for. Oh really? Yeah, oh. I, I saw that literally yesterday. Ready Player Two. Oh, okay. I was like, "Hang on a minute." That's the perfect sequel title. It really is. Oh my god, it's a multiplayer film. Excellent. <laughs> Just be like Avatar, and it'll never actually happen because nobody yeah. needs Avatar Two. <laughs> all the all the four other sequels that they already have planned. Really. No. Yeah, and they're all releasing within like five years of each other. There's going to be like five Avatar sequels within like oh. seven or eight years. So prepare for that in the next few years. Welcome to the Tour Radio Show, where we sometimes divert onto film. <laughs> We're on RS3, no one's going to listen to us. Yeah, true. true. Uh, they're all watching the big thing on the other channel. The and do you know what? I don't mind. I don't blame it's them at all. fine. You can listen to us on demand after this weekend, after the race is done. And it's all cool. No worries yeah. at all. That's fine. Because as far as we're concerned, 
Le Mans is more important. It is, yes. Even more so this year. Yes, Actually, absolutely. Uh, good luck to Ross Gunn, who's uh, racing for Aston Martin Racing at Le Mans this weekend, by the way. Just want to throw that out there. Well, Aston Martin Massive. Not that we have. <laughs> Wait, did you really just... <laughs> Hey, 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 I have links to Pro Drive and you know it. Did you really just say Aston Martin Massive? <laughs> I did. I even did a hand gesture. <laughs> I know we said, like, yeet and stuff the other uh, week, but this I, is not the direction this show I is going. To that back, I listened to that back on Friday and I still laughed. <laughs> it was ridiculous. This is what happens when a bunch of people who are older than they, <laughs> they think they are. It's like, that, try to it's, act like that, it's like that Steve Buscemi thing, isn't it? <laughs> Hello, <Yeah>. fellow kids! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not even that old. <laughs> Save me. Oh dear. I, feel, I do feel sorry for you because you are basically hanging out with, well, me. It's like the the, the <laughs> like year the year seven who hangs out with the like the year tens or elevens, you know. I was that year seven. <laughs> I didn't hang out with anyone, so there you go. It wasn't because um, I was cool. It was it was purely for protection. <laughs> <laughs> dear me. We should probably talk about a bit of the sim racing news. Sim racing stuff. Here's a thought. Because um, we're going to talk about your VR experience because that's very important. I think it's a big thing, actually. I actually but, came out of VR to do this show, so yeah. that's how important this show is to me. His <laughs> pupils are deeply dilated, ladies and gentlemen. He hasn't seen I, the light I haven't for seen three reality days. for a week. <laughs> it's going to be like one of those weird films where you appears in about six years withered like a prune <laughs> the worrying thing is you might be quite right <laughs> maybe I need VR good, good way for me to lose some weight uh... <laughs> yeah but then I got VR just so I could play racing games where I'm sat down so explain <laughs> yeah but if you're sat down playing racing games with VR you ain't eating yeah true 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 I can't see the snacks in front of me I don't understand I've noticed a few people because I'm as you can probably imagine on the Fanatec uh, Facebook page. Mm. And so you get to see everybody's race setups and everything. The amount of people who have button cap that has the drink, a, a drink thing on it, what are they operating with that? If, and if they actually have a functioning drink system on their sim, then more power to them. But I'm fairly sure that most of them don't. No, it just probably <laughs> just rings a bell for the for their yeah. wife or their partner or friends, girlfriend. So significant they other, yeah. These people don't have wives or partners or girlfriends. <laughs> Ouch. That's how they can afford the rig. Yeah, uh, that's very true, actually. You, you make so, a very good point. Something we will come on to in a little while as well, because for some of the money of rigs that we've discovered recently, oh yes, you would have yes. to be single. Yeah, forever. Or you would soon be single straight afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> How much? <laughs> but yes, we'll, we'll get on to that. Let's t- let's talk about the one that oh God, we really needed someone like um, Ben on this for this one. Uh, Wreckfest. Oh yeah, two. yeah, because he does a lot of that. He does. It's his. It's his sort of car, isn't it? Yes. As well. So, um, so season two's coming soon. Uh, season two is out now. Oh, it's out now, is it? Oh. Well, out uh, two days ago. I, I forget what day of the week we're on now. Yes, it, yes, it came out um, on Tuesday. This week, it was announced shortly beforehand as well. This week has lasted about eight years. Yes, uh, very true. Yeah. Uh, the new season uh, adds various new cars to the game, and some there are some new tracks coming, um, which is quite cool as well. I think Wreckfest is kind of known for its damage, well, as the name goes. For its yeah. pretty cool damage. I've not actually played it, so I'm not very. I, I played it a little bit, and it, it's for, for me. It's it's a game that is very fun. It's it's one of those games that I can pick up and play every now and again, and have a have a great amount of fun with. Mm. Um, it it for me in the past though, it's felt like there's not much depth to it. Other than that, you know, you crash around. You, you know, you got races where you do demo derbies. It's all about the chaos, and that's fine because it, it's you know people know that going into it, and that's very much why they play it. Um, I think season two will probably come as a uh, much needed 
a thing for the game because while it has modding support, you know, it's it's always good to have some fresh content in. And it's refreshing that they're doing it as an update to the game rather than a whole new game, which seems to be the uh, trailer thought for many publishers these days. It's not a bad way of doing it either. Cause, I mean... it, it's, it makes more sense in my mind to have a good product and develop it rather than keep releasing products. Yeah. Um, speaking of some new uh, new products coming to the market soon, Dirt 5. Um, again, it's not one. This, this, of course, is, ladies and gentlemen, the fun side of the rallying arm of uh, Codemasters, therefore the arm that I'm not particularly interested in. Um, yeah, because I'm a sim racer and I can't racer. have any fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it does. It, it, it's funny because, yes, I take sim racing quite seriously again, having not taken it seriously for a couple of years. But actually, I have so I do have an awful lot of fun. But I have fun for different reasons. I have fun mm. because of like, oh my god, that car's passing me and it sounds so good. Yeah, and <laughs> stuff like that, as opposed to oh my god, I've just. No, I say I'm not going to say yeet. Please stop. I've just crashed into the side <laughs> of someone and have bounced up and down f- for three miles down the road. That was back in my burnout days when I was like 12. <sighs> I'm older and more discerning. Your tastes have evolved. Apparently. <laughs> Damn it, I eat fish now. And not in battered form. <laughs> There's certain types of vegetables I will even have on a plate. I ate celery last week. That's how much wow. I've changed. It's... <laughs> what happened to you? <laughs> I looked, I looked down and couldn't see my, t- no, couldn't see my toes. No, it's not that bad. Um, anyway, yeah, dirt, dirt five. five. <laughs> so, Codemasters made the decision to delay it a little bit. Uh, not that much though. It's bes- no, I, I think it was only meant to be coming out in October, early October. Yeah. Originally, something like that, but not long at all. No, it's not like you know the the game that everybody looks forward to that then ends up getting delayed by half a year and then ever further back. Halo. Cyberpunk. Oh right. <laughs> One Halo. I didn't yeah. realize Cyberpunk had been done as well. That's not very good. Yeah, it was meant to be out now. Well, oh. tomorrow. Oh. No, today, actually. Oh. It was meant to have been out today. Oh. And now it's out in November. So, again, not too far. But, no. but yes, uh, November 6th now, for Dirt 5. Um, for current and, consoles. Yes. And uh, when when is it uh, for the next-gen consoles? November 10th. It's only a couple of days later. And it will apparently they've also announced that it will be a launch title for the Xbox Series S and X. Which launches on? Uh, launches on November 10th. Ah, there you go. And also, don't say Xbox Series S and X very quickly, because that could get quite awkward. It might be worth saying X and S, just to, um, you know, break that up a little bit. (laughs) Yes. Or just go, the Xbox Series X and the Xbox Series X. Or the new generation family of consoles from Xbox. That too. But you you can still use your same peripherals, which is very important. Very goody-goody money-saving. Yes, Sony. I'm. Re- I don't mind. I think it's good that they're de- they're, they're delaying it for the right reason. I think because it does mean that they can actually bring out a proper uh, next gen version at a time when the next gen titles are going to be right at the forefront of everybody's mind. Yeah. Rather than releasing it, the game and then a couple of weeks down the line going, oh yeah, could have just. Yeah, as, as we've always said, when it comes to game delays, we would always rather a game be delayed and released properly than released and not done. <laughs> we've yeah. had too many of those, and as you said, with with the uh, with the generation, the next generation of consoles coming in, it makes sense to delay it to that point, especially as it seems what with uh, the pandemic and everyone's uh, like even outside of the gaming world, more there are more eyes on gaming than there ever have been. Yeah. So it makes sense to, you know, have your game right there for people who are going to be buying these consoles, perhaps for the first time. So I suspect they were, they've probably been, because this is this is somewhat coincidental. Because it was it's either uh, tail end of last week, wasn't it, that they announced that Xbox announced the launch dates, uh, yes. for this, um, which is cool in itself. And actually, I have to say, 
again as a slight detour. I'm quite impressed with with what they're doing with the digital version mm. and the X. I th uh, I think it's a very good move. Caters for both audiences. Uh, price point is very competitive. It, it, it it's astonishingly competitive, especially the S. I did not expect it to be. I mean, it's slightly less powerful than the X is going to be, but I think that's but still okay. Still more powerful than the current gen. Yeah. So, when we think about how much the current gen cost when they were new, and yet this is going to be more powerful and a lot cheaper. And they said because it's going to be two, so it's two nine nine dollars or two four nine British. So that's four nine nine dollars for the X. So let's say four fifty British at the moment. Yeah. Luckily, it's just before December, so hopefully, you know, <laughs> we might still have a currency by then. Um, uh, we're not all getting them on the black market. Uh, sure. Selling a kidney. Um, I, 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 because the PlayStation hasn't announced the price yet. I think they've got a big event coming up next week. I think so, yeah. Well, it's so, any day now, I think yeah. they're going to have official price. So they're going to come out. And, uh, I'm in two minds, because I think it was the PS3, when that came out and they priced it, it was like ridiculous, like five, six hundred quid or something stupid. And obviously everyone threw their arms up in the air and went, uh, no. <laughs> and then obviously they, they struggled. Now Xbox has come out with this. I can't work out how they're going to how they're making money. I mean, they can't be making money on that. I well, mean, they really clearly can't. they must be somehow. Somehow, oh, they've got its quantity. It's quantity over profit margin, isn't it? You sell enough yes. of them, you will make money. Yeah. But by the same token, I can't see how PlayStation from a price can get any. Yeah, they can't get any cheaper than that. But no. from what we know about the new PlayStation, I can't see how they can be the same price either. No. I mean, so PlayStation have a few more exclusives. Exclusives. Uh, I hate exclusives. So I don't much. necessarily think that's probably the wrong word. They've got a few multi-platform ones that will come out first on PlayStation. Yeah, like the um, which uh, Call of Duty. Call of I Duty believe they have a deal with where yeah. like stuff comes out like a month or. I think there's a game mode for Call of Duty that comes out a whole, that came out a whole year yeah. before it would go to other other platforms. So. But honestly, I, the funny thing is, you think how it, uh, Microsoft is the one that's really pushing for this multi-platform. Let's all work together. Let's build this space together thing. And it's now it's Sony that's going. No, don't want to play. Hmm. Um, I think there was some movement on that, like a few months back, um, because I, I'd lie, because interestingly, I read an article. This is racing-related. People, don't worry, we're not completely gone bonkers. This isn't IGN or anything. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, I read an article not that long ago that there was serious consideration from Polyphony for putting Gran Turismo on, uh, making it uh, a PC title as well. Yeah, I'd like that. I'd like that. I've always I, wanted to try it. I think it would. I think it'd be interesting because I think what well, I think the reason why they're looking at it now is because Forza obviously have done it, and you know whilst whilst the its pri that you know its primary market is still the Xbox, um, there is obviously a user base on the PC, mm. uh, even if it's just people that have already got it for their xbox but they have it yeah you know and i i dip into it every so often just i mean not as much as i would do because i've got eye racing aesthetic awesome blah, 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 blah. but by the same token it's there and i think i think having gran turismo in amongst that crowd if you think its tagline for years has been the real driving simulator well let's put it on pc and let's act properly compare it to the other ones and see yeah. just how real it is Absolutely. Not real in the sound stakes, but you know. No, but... I'll say for that. <clears throat> so yeah, anyway, Dirt Dirt Five coming 
<laughs> yeah, coming yeah. out in time the for the original point. consoles, which is absolutely, <laughs> absolutely acceptable. Totally understand why they're doing it. Yeah. Makes a lot of marketing sense. And it still looks like it's going to be a very fun game. It does. Yeah, I think it. I think it will be a fun game, and that is absolutely fine by me. Um, we need to talk about uh, race room. We don't often talk about race room, but we will. We really should, because it is. We a will. Sim. We will talk about race. It. I. So when they did their free days at the, the free couple of weeks actually at the start of the pandemic, I hadn't quite got the new rig. Mm. Uh, and even on my. It wasn't a potato of a computer, really. It was quite a good, you know, it was, it was a HP MV uh, laptop, and it was did pretty well. Um, mm. But you didn't get the full experience, let's put it that way. Uh, yeah. But I liked what it brought. I liked having WTCR. I thought it was a lot of fun, and I did like having uh, DTM. Yeah. And it's DTM we have to talk about, isn't it? Yes, so we've uh, mentioned it a couple of times in the last few weeks and months. Um, Sector 3 Studios announced uh, it was around the time of the DTM Esports series that seems like a lifetime ago, even though it was only a couple of months. Um, They announced that uh, they would be releasing a 2020 DTM car pack. Um, Now, Race Room and DTM have a, a bit of a history together. I believe they released packs from about 2013 up to 2016, if memory serves. Yeah. And then they didn't have a new one for a while. And, um, yeah, the DTM Esports series seems to have rekindled the relationship, perhaps. Um, so, I'm so, not yeah, being so funny. They haven't had a lot to really change, have they, apart from getting rid of the Mercedes? Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, here's a new pack with less in it. No, yeah, um, it's a bit awkward. But, yes, it's it's a, um, a pack that's been very much... Uh, look forward to by the community that play Race Room, and there is a substantial community of people on that game. And I really need to play it more. I really do. I, I, um, do. I do. And as you said, yeah, during the pandemic, I, I I hadn't played Race Room before, and they had that free time. And and the DTM cars in particular, I found absolutely fantastic. I think it's because DTM isn't in another major mm. uh, sim title officially, at least. These cars are just so much fun, and and from the early reactions that I've heard of this DTM uh, car pack, it seems to be very much a case of the same, that these cars are absolutely fantastic. Um, As we alluded to with the um, loss of Mercedes and Aston Martin uh, prior to this year in the DTM Championship, we only have Audi and BMW, uh, but you do get all of the official liveries, as well as um, the addition of push-to-pass, which I believe is a new regulation for DTM this year. I I I don't watch so. too much of DTM unfortunately again I really need to mm. whilst we still have it I watched um, it I watched it at Assen actually the other week and it was it was it was alright did, did they go well around Assen because Assen I've was, always felt was a little tricky to get good racing on the cars was, no there was some there was some good driving actually DRS definitely worked there let's put it that way uh, a lot of it was relatively nose to tail but the DRS did help um, yes. It was to be honest, it was more of a curiosity more than anything, just purely to watch things that weren't bikes going around Because <laughs> Aston yeah. is a MotoGP slash superbike circuit for me, and yeah. nothing else. Oh, exactly. Yeah, same. That's why I haven't really seen much racing there, because I'm not too big on bikes, unfortunately, as we've alluded to yes. several times in the past. Yes. Yes. Um, but yes, yeah, so other things that um, this DTM pack has. Uh, so we mentioned push to pass, which is a um, one activation per lap for a maximum of 24 laps. One thing that Race Room does really well is it replicates the official rules for each series. Mm-hmm. So um, DRS as well. You get three activations per lap for a maximum number of activations set to half the expected amount of race laps. Seems complicated, but it makes sense. Uh, they have that accurately rendered in there. Uh, they have... Uh, made several changes to the physics engine, notably adding anti-lag, which is used in DTM 2020. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Uh, various sound changes for DTM and AI improvements to recent tracks that they've added, including Aragon. So, um, yeah, yet more good additions for Race Room. I believe the pack is, I think for the whole pack, it's about £10.96 or something like that. Ten pound ninety three, and and of course that's for the all, all of the cars and all of the liveries. The good way that race room runs is that you can also buy one of the cars and a select number of liveries. So I, I'm not sure what the pack the uh, charges for to, on their own, 
but I, I would expect probably about half that, so maybe around a five or six pound or something like that. So if you're into racing and if you're into DTM, um, general consensus seems to be you need to get this. Yeah, just to give you a bit of, for those who don't know, race room, very European oriented, very, very German European oriented, which yeah. is brilliant. So talking about series, you don't get to see an awful lot, lot of uh, ADAC GT Masters is a big thing in that. Uh, mm. They have like three whole seasons of that. Uh, so of course, you get the Callaway Corvette GT3, which is no bad thing at all. Uh, <laughs> DTM 92, 2013 to 2016, and yes, now 2020. Uh, you have WTCR from last year. Uh, GTO Classics. Older WTC, WTCC uh, entries from 13 all the way through to 18. Um, so I mean that's all sorts of stuff. Um, that's almost back, almost back to the Super 2000 era, but not quite. Although I think the BMW is just in there. Um, some of these packs might come across a little bit expensive. So a lot of the packs we're talking about there, they're kind of like between five quid and thirteen quid. Um, you can get though. I think this is pretty cool. You can get um, a group pack of european circuits 19 circuits for 20 quid and that's a fantastic deal well actually. if you think that one of one circuit in uh i racing's let's face it 13 14 pounds yeah <laughs> um so yes yeah, so to get 19 for 20 is yeah that's quite cool which i think works out at 35 different layouts and you get different circuits, like you get like Moscow Raceway. I mean, really? <laughs> yeah, and it's one of the only sims I know that has Macau as well. Yeah, and Lausitz. That is just stunning. <laughs> Lausitz Ring, which I love. I don't, I, That's I, brilliant. I, I don't yeah. know why I like it, but I've driven well, I like it because it's oval, and you know yeah. me. I, I, <laughs> I'm an I drove, easy man. <laughs> I drove it, I think, the f- when did I? F- I think I drove it on Race Driver 3. It was probably the first time, and I just fell in love. That was DTM as well. Mm. Uh, and that was. That's so cool. I really, yeah. Not and, and the Norris Ring. The Norris Ring is a really good circuit and much uh, forgotten about, I think, in the wider sim racing community. Um, so yeah, so race room. I think actually, genuinely, people go give it a go because I think it's um, it's it's worth your time. Um, and actually, if you shop clever, you can get an awful lot of content for not too much money. Um, because obviously in these uh, interesting times, money is a key uh, thing. Um, yes. As we now go and talk about sim rigs. <laughs> <laughs> so, I suppose if you want to save a lot of money, then a divorce is definitely a way to go. Uh, <laughs> and if you if you buy one of these, if you buy one of these rigs, that's definitely going to happen. That will that will be on the cards. Absolutely. absolutely. In fact, you'd be you'll be living in this. <laughs> you want to this this AM, AMR sim rig doubles up as a handy bed <laughs> it's um so when did this come out a couple of days ago wasn't it beginning yes of, beginning um, of on Monday yes. mm. Aston Martin Racing C01 sim racing rig it it looks very cool it's carbon fiber. It's carbon fiber sim rig. The front, the the front end of it mimics the stylings of the van of the Vantage, which is I'm gonna say pointless because you're gonna see that because eh? it'll be up against a wall, <laughs> invariably. Um, you can have it in a range of colours. I I do like the colour choices they have for this. Yes, I, I'm I'm. Do they have a golf one? I'm, I'm just, just scrolling having a look. through. So you have a white and black one with a with a lime pinstripe. You have a black one with lime pinstripe. You have basically an Aston Martin Racing liveried one with Darren Turner written on the side of it. Nice. Mm. You have the older style uh, AMR colours where it's the effectively BRG uh, colour stylings. Very, very nice indeed. Uh all sorts of different 
one that looks like a skidoo, which is fine. Um, it's very, very cool, but and it is very, very pretty. Um, and of course, it does come with so so the, this carbon fiber um, made rig also does come with the TV, which is a forty nine inch Samsung. A cus- by the looks of it, a custom Aston Martin steering wheel and pedals, which the pedal box is electrically nice. adjustable. Oh, that's cool. I yeah. suppose. Which actually, the the one that base performance, because I guarantee Darren Turner's got something to do with this. Um, well, his that, name is written on it. So you yes, know. the the uh, the single seater rig at base performance has an electrically adjustable pedal box, and that's how I could how I could get into it because the last person who got into it was clearly about two foot shorter than me. Um. It's, and then the seat looks really cool as well. The positioning of the seat—that's that, very nice as be- well. It is a beautiful, beautiful thing. It, it's a very—it's a—it's a nice piece of kit. Yeah, it's absolutely. I—I'd definitely buy one. So, so it's, how much is it? It's a—it's a collaboration between Aston Martin and Curve Racing Simulators. Ah, okay. Uh, set up by Aston Martin Works driver. Oh, Darren Turner. There we go. There you go. And uh, and Darren does know a thing about the Sims, um, but with base performance. So there is that. The production run is limited just to just 150 with deliveries due to begin in late 2020. Which is already a sign of the price that's about to come, isn't it? You the know, AMR, <laughs> when it's limited to just 150. No, there's, there's, there's no other... There's, the AMRCO one is available to now, priced at £57,500. Sorry, what was that? Can you say that again for me? It's £57,500. So, sorry, one more time. £57,500. <laughs> Plus, Plus tax. taxes. <laughs> so. Oh, good lord! Like I can hear the divorce oh, lawyers now. I is, genuinely want to know who buys these. People will buy them. I, yeah, I know, and I genuinely want to find out who they are <laughs> in their situations. Lottery winners, <laughs> racing drivers. But yeah, I mean, people with the spare people with the spare room that used to have a wife in it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, this is sim racing. We know that it's an expensive hobby, um, and we've seen some very ridiculous pricings for things in the past. The, the, the one that comes to mind is the uh, HTC Vive VR set that had a McLaren paint job on it, which added a oh, thousand that was... to the price tag. I, I, do you know what's terrifying is I actually considered it, and, I, and then I suddenly thought, <laughs> no! What are you doing, man? No! I like um, my wife. But... <laughs> <laughs> I wish for her to remain a significant part of my life. It's it's, it's either, yeah, you either, you've either got to say, I like my wife, or you've got to say, that could be food. <laughs> I can, it could I be could a, eat this. There's a lot of food for... <laughs> <laughs> as near as makes no difference, sixty thousand um, pounds. Yes, but but in in the um in the because we sometimes like to offer consumer advice on this show. So I I thought, and um I've been doing this while we were talking about the other subjects because I knew we were coming onto this. Yeah. I had a quick Google at uh and and attempted to make my own version of this. So so obviously it's not going to be a carbon fiber monocoque because that's kind of that's what you're paying for here. Let's be honest. But most of the other components, you can get very close alternatives, like or close to the point where you would not really mind. Mm. So the the, t- the TV, for example, I have Googled and I found a 49-inch curved Samsung screen, and that is about £1,100. So we're still That's a long a way off of 60 That's a lot more than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Uh, but we're still a long way off of 60k. Yeah. So then we go to the steering wheel. So the closest one there, it's a Formula wheel room. So I thought, what's the best Formula wheel room that I can think of that's that's um, quite easy to get a hold of? So I thought the Podium Racing F1 wheel from Fanatec. Okay. Uh, that's oh. around what's that? So that's 1,799 euros. What's that roughly in pounds now? Uh, one pound? No. Um... <laughs> no, it'd be the other way. <laughs> the other way, dear. <laughs> Yeah, true. It's about three quarters, give or take. Yeah, so uh, let's call it about 1,500 or something like that. We'll go, we'll go something like that. So we're still a long way off. Um, then you've got the pedals. 
so that would be about 600 euros so let's call it about 500 pounds so you've gone for hu- we're, we're, you've gone for huskenfeld there haven't you i i've actually i've gone for the fanatic club sport pedals the v3 inverted ones they're about 600 euros so i don't um, doing that much jesus christ <laughs> very good point though like huskenfeld or however it is you, i, I try and pronounce it <laughs> yeah huskenfeld would be a good alternative as well and that they're, they're probably be around the same same area so still a long way off so then i went to another website and found a mercedes amg patronus formula one simulator cockpit which looks very cool and that's only one thousand one hundred pounds wow so we're looking roughly roughly around four thousand pounds for the things you need to replicate what you have with this aston martin thing so where the hell does the other fifty six k come? I no, I, I I have another I have another I have another thing. Another thing from out left that? field. The oh no, the Imsim Lamborghini Squadra Corsa. Sorry, Super Trofeo. I should get this right around really. I'll just say that again. The Automobili Lamborghini Super Trofeo by Uh, Insim. Now, not only does this have a bespoke Squadra Corsa Lamborghini steering wheel, not only does it have all the funky pedals that we were talking about earlier, it doesn't have a screen. But that's fine. No. Alright, that's fine. You can get a screen for fairly decent money, so that's fine. That's fine. Yes. Yes. It is a motion rig. Which is very cool. Yes. It's actually not that big either. 150mm motion actuators. You know, when you think of motion rigs, you think, well, I'm going to need a wing of my house for that. But the the technology these days, like, even if you don't go for this one, you can get one that's very easy to just pick up and, you know, just store away when you're not using it. It's Okay. So, this is what it comes with. Are you ready? Okay. Hit me with it. It's named after my nan. That's weird. The Imsim uh, Lamborghini. <laughs> no, the Imsim Alma 3DOF chassis. She's called 3DOF. Oh, that's what I was going to uh, say. Is your nan's name chassis, <laughs> or is it 3DOF? That's a middle <laughs> name. Your, was your nan name named be by Elon Musk? <laughs> 150 uh, mil motion activate actuators, lac- lacquering paint finish. Whatever. Ooh whatever Lamborghini Super Trofeo visual customization adjustable seating steering wheel and pedal position official automobile Huracan Super Trofeo Evo steering wheel official automobile Huracan Super Trofeo Evo racing seat <sighs> Hoisingvelt steering Hoisingvelt sprint pedals that's the good set I think like their top yes. set VR and headphones rest plates, universal bucket seat brackets, premium cable management in sim, im sim, triple screen stand with box. Oh, good, it comes with a box. That's good to know. Be oh, posties, nice. I was just going to bung it through your door. I, I wasn't going to, I wasn't considering it, but now I know it's no, got no. a box. <laughs> it's very important. Now, now it's because what, what's your cat going to do afterwards? Exactly. Im- Where are they going to sleep? In sim motion software, marvelous. Price. For a motion rig, mm-hmm. fifty-five thousand euros. Wow! Now and still cheaper yes. than the Aston Martin. That's insane. Now, uh, I mean, that's still a, a lot of money. That's it's, a lot of money. It's a lot of money, but it's less money. Uh, but it's less money, and you yeah. get motion. <laughs> and is motion, when the, done right, is fantastic. You the, see a lot of people with motion setups these days. It, it, it's Stupid. It's exaggerated and it doesn't work properly. But takes this whole... one seems to be one of the ones that actually has it done right. Yeah. Uh, incidentally, the wheel setup is a Simicube job, so that's fine. Ah, very so good. It's, as so well. it's equivalent to the Fanatec DD1, DD2s. Mm. Uh, I think that's. It's very. It... Yeah. Aside from the fact that's £55,000 and doesn't come with a screen setup. Aside so, from I mean, that, realistically, we're thinking like if you add the screens on, it's probably about the same. I'm gonna. So the... It depends what screen. I mean, the screens they have on their on their uh, website for this particular rig, uh, mm. they're probably 
it's a triple screen setup. They're probably, I'd say, oof, 65 inch screens, three of them. So that's easily two grand a pop, I'd guess, if you've got like a Sam, Samsung so it might OLED. Be just, it might end up working out about just over. Uh, just over or around the same. Around the same. So the consumer five... advice here mm. essentially is if you've got £60,000 to spend on a sim racing setup, get the Lamborghini one that makes you move a little bit. Um, makes you feel you... the bumps. <laughs> Meanwhile, on this planet, yes. if you're looking to get Sorry. a very decent yeah. sim racing setup, spend about, if you want to spend about five grand, you can get basically the same stuff minus the motion or, and minus the funky carbon fiber. <laughs> or you can spend an awful lot less and just get your wife, husband, partner, girlfriend, boyfriend to shake your chair a little bit and batter you with a cushion <laughs> when you crash. Or they can do that for free and you don't have any of the exactly. I tell you what, that would be more of a shock if you were in VR at the time, wouldn't it? Because you wouldn't even know it was coming. Oh, I do like it when we do consumer advice. Yes. Yeah. Do you remember that consumer advice where we said basically don't buy this game? Yeah. Yes, buy another game. Yeah. We're uh, so good. Brilliant. Um, right, speaking of VR, we need to talk... Actually, very quickly, no, we're going to talk about another steering wheel, aren't we? Oh yeah, what's we'll we'll on the subject? We somehow forgot up. to talk about this. We'll completely pass this by. <sighs> Fanatec have brought out a so they are an official partner for the WRC. Anyone who watched the Estonian rally the other week would can't possibly have missed the Fanatec branding in and around <laughs> uh, various parts of the broadcast. Uh, and as such, they've released a I'm not going to call it entry level, but it's kind of an entry level uh, wheel. Um, which is based on the CSL Elite steering wheel. In fact, it's basically exactly the same wheel, apart from a couple of small changes. Um, it has bright orange uh, flappy paddle, or flappy paddles, um, which is nice. Uh, it's got nice Alcantara grips and orange stitching. Um, oh, it has the rev stripe at the top of the wheel plus a speedo um, which is quite cool so it'll tell you what speed you're doing and when to change gear without necessarily without having to look at anything else other than what's on the screen uh, the thing I like the most about it and this is the sad thing so they've changed the quick release they've got a simplified uh, quick release adapter um, so currently you do the quick release on your uh, CSW base or whatever base you're using and that's fine if you want the extra security there is a pin at the bottom or there is a pin that you can put in to provide extra lock if you like if you're not planning on changing the wheel very much with this WRC wheel um, with the, the new adapter you literally you put it on the normal way turn the adapter and it's locked which I think is brilliant it's an actual quick, quick release. It's a quick, quick release, yes. Who, who knew? <laughs> yeah. I, I genuinely think that's actually... It's a, it doesn't look that, that is very great. Good. It doesn't look that great. It kind of loses a little bit of the sort of motorsporty element to it. But, mm. you know, insofar as what you know a quick release to look like. Um, but it is very cool. I'm sort of hoping um, that this is not the only one we'll see from them. Um, I'm kind of hoping that maybe there'll be like a podium edition Fanatec WRC wheel um, that is a little closer to a proper one, you know, a proper... Because some of the, some of the um, gearing methodologies they have in these cars that get the paddles are absolutely just amazing. Because some of them are like whole extra wheel, uh, whole extra wheel behind and you just yeah grab it depending on where your hand is on and it, yeah, it, there's there's lots of potential with that um, over and above this one. As an entry level, I think it's brilliant. Uh, and I'm certainly in the market for a, a round wheel because I need to get back on dirt very soon. Yes. Because um, I have to admit, trying to do that with the Formula Rim, not so good. <laughs> in fact, a bit stupid. <laughs> very painful. Yeah. Um. I suppose we quickly talk about the fact that season five racing 2020 season four is out. Um, in there, 
So some good. Have you been on it since? Um, I've played a little bit. Um, I, I, it was a part of my world tour of um, <laughs> of games that I tried with the uh, thing that we're going to talk about. Have shortly. you noticed any of the differences? Um, with with some of the content, yes. Um, so the the major change, I'd say, you know, we spoke about how the McLaren F1 car was going to be receiving some updates. Yes. Genuinely feels like a completely different car than what it used to. The, the previous version of it was totally undrivable. This is phenomenal now. Mm. So that's fantastic. Um, as an oval racer as well, I love that they've added uh, pit-in and pit-out lights on all of the NASCAR tracks. It's just a little thing, but it's very, very helpful. I, I do like that change. Um, I must admit, a, a lot of these changes on this list here, I hadn't actually noticed until you know I read them here. Um you know, so, uh, stuff like the environmental sounds that I believe we spoke about the other week. Um, when you, you notice take, it, it's really nice. <laughs> you kind of take it, the thing is, you kind of take it as a given, don't you? It's only when you don't realise it, it was there, you, sorry, you realise that it wasn't there in the first place, you go, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, what else did they, oh yeah, they uh, added five new tracks for the AI racing, which is getting better and better. Um, I am loving the AI on our racing. I need they to, are... I, to do some more of that yeah it's just a really easy way to be able to practice um I'm, I'm currently stalling because i did have it here ah yes so ai racing is now able to be run at all the original circuits that they had of course as well as iowa speedway the oval uh, north wilkesboro speedway another oval uh, phoenix raceway the oval with the open don dog leg it'll be interesting to see whether the ai actually do uh, take the dog leg option at phoenix that that would be quite cool to see uh, USA International Speedway, another oval, and the road course, the uh, Nürburgring um, combined circuit. Ooh. So with the Nordschleife. So I'm going to go do that very shortly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they've also been, uh, as they say, uh, training the uh, AI drivers on various things, such as uh, knowing to use, or knowing when to use a, high, a lower line when driving a high downforce car and oval, for example. Like, little things to keep making them get better and better at um at racing and it's it's yeah it's really cool to see how um i racing are continuing to develop the ai and they they i mean when they were first released they were impressive and every build now it seems they just get better and better i did a mention i think it was a michelin pilot race uh not that long ago and all of a sudden we've started doing chevron starts all right yes um which is brilliant except for no bugger in the race seems to know what position they have to stay in <laughs> so you just get people go oh it's great light's green i'm just gonna go and then you spend half a lap trying to like say right i'm supposed to be following you but i've got eight cars going past me it's mm, yeah i think that's gonna take some getting used to I need to sort that out a little bit um i i i, I think it's brilliant i love the updates that they bring to this um Subtle yet necessary. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And yet, they still haven't really sorted the uh, penalty point system. I could do with not being ha having a fist shaked at me when it's somebody else's fault. Is kind well, of I, I don't think... A, I don't think they're planning on fixing that because no. in their minds they, it doesn't need fixing. And honestly, I don't think it would be very difficult to make a system that works I'm, as automated as this I'm that works just better being than this. I'm just being pedantic. It, I think it's the standard thing of when you join iRacing, because I, I was very much of the same opinion when I first when I first joined iRacing about a year ago, was that there were a lot of incidents happening where I was totally innocent, like you know, not 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 it being debatable, like yeah. being completely run over. Um, and of course, the way the iRacing system works is that it gives the incident points to both parties involved in contact. Now, yeah, it's it's a shame because in an ideal world, you would have a a system where it knows where to where to set the blame. Yeah. But then we've seen with games like Codemasters and Forza, where we slate them for having one that's too overzealous and assigns the blame mm. wrongly. Yeah. So. It's a, it's a tricky one. In an ideal world, I agree with you. It'd be fantastic to have a way to not punish the people who get crashed into, but it, that's very much something that sounds a lot e easier than it would be to actually put into practice. Basically, we just need HAL. Yeah, basically. Yeah, without the without it going. Just you know, give up a penalty. I'm afraid I can't do that, Jordan. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dave. <laughs> I'm afraid I can't let you do that. <laughs> 
But oh, I wanted to pet under a cushion. I'm afraid I can't let you do that. <laughs> Lewis. <clears throat> Topical. Uh, <laughs> in the last 10 minutes of the show, I'm going to hand over to Jordan then because we have to talk about VR. I'm on the fence about it. Jordan is a wrist convert. I don't think he's coming. <laughs> I think we've lost him. I don't think he's coming back. I'm amazed he didn't walk into walls, get into his desk to do this show. You didn't see me. um have you seen the outside (laughs) no no not i think vr's safer yeah it well the graphics are slightly worse but the storylines are better than real life so um yeah um i got vr last week (laughs) um this is the first time i've come out (laughs) just for everyone that's a whole different show uh just for the benefit of everybody what vr device have you gone for so after copious amounts of research, because um, we'll get onto cost and all the various, you know, alternatives that you could have got, I went with the Oculus Rift S um, as my VR system of choice. Now, listeners who know a little bit about sim racing, a little about gaming, a little bit about VR, um, the main real contenders for VR at the moment, the, the, the most prolific ones on the market, are Oculus or HTC Vive. Uh, there is the Steam version. Is it Steam ID or something I like that? I didn't know that they did one. But okay. Yeah, they, they do their own one. Um, and it, it it's apparently, from what from what I've read in my research leading up to me buying the VR set, it works very well on Steam VR games, but less well than the other the other headsets on other titles. Mm. Um, so the thing that was putting me off VR for a while. Um, and I think it might be the same with you, um, was it's still an emerging technology. When you think a couple of years ago about VR, it was very gimmicky. Yeah. Very gimmicky. Um, and, and yeah, I was on the fence because I'd seen people using it for racing games, and that's the primary reason I bought it, obviously, Sim Racing Show. Um, <laughs> um, but I was thinking, you know, I don't, I don't want to buy it just for racing games. I'd like to be able to play other games with it. Um, and they're, they're, as as we said, yeah, they all they all still looked a little bit gimmicky. And then last year, um, Half Life Alex was released. Now I'm a big fan of the Half Life games, so they're like a, a cult game. Uh, for those of you who don't know, who may only know, um, you know, racing games. Um, Half Life is a uh, shooting game. It's primarily. brilliant. It's a brilliant shooting game. By it Valve. is fantastic it is phenomenal and they released half-life alex their latest long-awaited addition to the half-life franchise and it was a vr game and i was a little bit bummed at first because i I don't want to play vr you know not yet i'm still not sure on the on the um on the technology and then i watched people playing half-life alex and it is phenomenal like all of the gimmicks are gone in the past that the way that you interact with the environment is astonishing. The environment itself looks astonishing. Um, my problem was with a lot of VR games is that they toned down the graphics a lot compared yes. to non VR games. And I was like, I, I don't really want to tone down things just so I can stand in them. But half-life Alex was the first game that I looked at and thought that's just as good as a non VR game. And if that's the future of VR time for me to get into it. Mm. So yeah, so I got my headset last week, and um, after playing around with um, getting used to virtual reality, my god, it's incredible! Um, <laughs> it's I, I had very high expectations for VR in general, and they were surpassed. It, it the level of immersion is astonishing. Um, I'll get onto racing games in just a moment because obviously that's the main reason why we're here, um, but. You know, standing. I, I I went on to Half Life Alex and other other VR games like Vader Immortal, the Star Wars game. There's a Star and Trek Bridge Commander as well. Br- Star Trek. I, I is it Bridge Crew that you're on? Oh about? yeah, sorry. Yeah, Bridge Crew yeah. has a much. Older I've game. played that as well, and <clears throat> it's, it a shame, it's, it's a shame. It's a shame. Fantastic. Kelvin. It's a shame. It's a Kelvin timeline title. Otherwise, I'd like yeah, it. You can also get the original Enterprise in it, and you can be on the original bridge and the Next Generation. Oh, that's a bit more better. It's really cool. Um, anyway, sadly, not for the main campaign, but but anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that after the show, yes, yes. <laughs> as we tend to do. Yes. Um, but yes, uh, the, it's the level of immersion and the way the the interacting with the environment that you are stood in is just phenomenal. And I don't know why, but for some reason, whenever I'd thought of VR, I'd never appreciated the fact that it would be three D. Of course, it's three D. Like, well, I don't know why that had a, missed my mind, but it, my 
God, it's stunning. So, so racing games. Um, one of the problems I've had with racing games in the past, uh, one, one of the things where I felt like I, I would love to be able to do better is visibility. Um, so, because I run a single monitor setup, visibility is still a bit of a problem because you can't, a lot of games you can't look around effectively. Um, so just the act of being able to move your head and have a look at your rival next to you and see how much space you're giving or, or looking into the corner to find your breaking point, your apex, your exit point. VR is absolutely astonishing for that. It, it, it's incredible. The, the 3D effect as well allows you to have a much greater depth perception um, than 2D. It, again, it's an obvious thing, but it, it's, it makes such a world of difference. Um, and, you know, even the little things like I'm sat in a Formula car, I can move forward and I can look behind the steering wheel at the steering column. Like... <laughs> It's just mind-boggling. Um, one of the <laughs> one of the major things with VR, um, particularly with racing games, that comes across and is sometimes a bit of a sticking point is um, elevation change. And by sticking point, I mean it can sometimes make you feel unwell. <laughs> um, and um, if anybody here, anybody listening is going to is looking into VR for racing games in particular, my advice to you would be baby steps. <laughs> um, work your way up to big elevation change. Get used to VR outside of a racing game first, then go into racing games once you're used to, you know, moving around and being and having that close proximity to the world around you. Then start on flat tracks <laughs> and then work your way up to, you know, your Spa Francochamps because... I can't tell you the feeling I had going up a Rouge and Radion in a Formula One car for the first time in VR was I was scared. <laughs> <laughs> it is absolutely phenomenal. Um, it's just that that's the main thing that with, with VR because obviously you can't interact so much with your environment in a racing game because you know you're, you're not using the the controller the VR controllers so you can't like pick stuff up with virtual hands. So when it comes to racing games, VR is just about the viewpoint and the actual immersion, feeling like you are sat in a racing car. And the immersion is just outstanding. It is unbelievable. The, the level of concentration and focus you can have is unparalleled in my mind. Mm. Um, I, I had a problem before where under, under pace cars on iRacing, I, I would sometimes get uh, my eyes would start dropping a little bit because I, you know, I'm very comfortable in the seat and uh, you know it's taking a break from the action and then you're just like, oh, I need a nap. Um, <laughs> um, no chance of that in VR because you're it's just a constant sensation of I'm in this car and if I go off, I might hit a wall and I know I'm not going to get hurt, but I might throw up. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's just astonishing. If you have the opportunity, if you're if you're a sim racer and you have not tried VR, in racing or not, if it's just any other kind of game, give VR a go. It is unbelievable. It is. It's more than I ever thought it would be. It is. It's fantastic. It is just fantastic. <laughs> I suppose track-wise, then, when you say start with a flat circuit, Silverstone's probably not a bad choice because there's hardly very little. Uh, elevation change on that nowadays Silverstone is an ideal one actually because um, the elevation change that there is is very subtle like um, the when you come out I'm rubbish with track names uh, corner names rather um, coming up toward the final chicane the corner off of um, Stowe Vale Stowe yeah the elevation change when you come down the hill toward uh, the Vale chicane mm -hmm even like it's the subtle elevation changes that are immediately apparent in vr and and, and yeah that's silverstone is a very good place to do it because yeah it's not quite flat but it's getting used to the elevation changes and yeah i think that's um where a lot of people might come unstuck with vr is is you know the sensation of movement like i would not recommend doing what i did and immediately jump into dirt rally 2.0 <laughs> that tree tree another tree uh. <laughs> i i haven't yet thrown up in vr but that was the closest i've come to <laughs> oh that and when i tried a set of Corsa in uh i tried a current formula one car at Mugello. oh I, I did about a solid two hours on that and after the two hours i had to stop 
otherwise bad things were going to happen. (laughs) (laughs) So there we go. Tip for the day. If you're going to go into VR, don't go into the fastest car or one of the most undulating circuits you can think of. (laughs) That would be silly. It's a very tempting thing to do when you get it, but don't. Just don't work work up to it. <laughs> this has been a show of quite a lot of consumer advice in the end. Yeah, it has. So I feel like it's been useful for a change. We have, yeah. And, all, and all the while we're on RS3 because everyone's listening to the mark. Yeah, the, the one where we've been the most helpful is the one where nobody is listening. <laughs> Hello, on-demand listeners. We love you. <laughs> Yesterday, today. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Oh dear, oh dear. And that is the show. Uh, that hour went very quickly. Yeah. Um, I've been Matt Hunter. Jordan is plugging himself as we speak back into the Matrix. <laughs> Alright, see you later, bye. <laughs> Slash Ready Player One. <laughs> He's taken his... Is it a red pill or a green pill? I forget. Uh, I, I don't know. I can't remember. It's been a while. It's a film reference. I can't be bothered to go into. Uh, obviously next week... Ben is back with I'm assuming Lewis will be there uh, pending schedules and everything. Otherwise, I'm sure one of us will drop in. Thank you ever so, ever so much for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy this amazing Le Mans weekend. It's been a long time coming. Bye. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMans.com